Hello, party people. This is Rick Napier, the founder at Real People USA, based in California. And sometimes I use the phrase, hello, party people. And people need to know what that means. Well, in my lifetime, I've worked as a San Francisco club DJ for a number of years back in the late 80s, early 90s. And I enjoyed it. So I've kept a lot of uh, tracks that I, I used to play. They're now digitized. And I use looped tracks in my podcast episode. So it is very common for me to say hello, party people. Because I used to start my DJ sets like that. But Real People USA is not a DJ set. Uh, We are a consulting firm and we do three things. The first thing we do is we talk about small business ownership and entrepreneurism. The second item or the second function at Real People USA, we help political candidates do better through our podcast efforts and boosting their campaigns. And we have a system for them to win and a system for the candidates not to lose. And that's very unique. And the third item, we occasionally have conversations with people from around the country and sometimes around the world. I'm starting to get requests from different countries, uh, people who want to be on the Real People USA uh, podcast. And I guess it's because there's a lot of things to talk about happening around the world with this push toward communism. And isn't that something? I, 10 years ago, I used to use that word lightly, but now it seems like I'm using that word, communism, a lot more. And hopefully I can start using that word less. And I believe that day is coming. But today's podcast episode is about this money that is being made by political organizations, uh, political candidates. And this money I'm talking about, it's the donor money. And it's the donors who donate to campaigns for people who are running in national and uh, state elections. Now, I would have never known about this until I met a few candidates uh, over the last two years. And I guess it's a maturity thing where, you know, when you hit your 50s, you start saying, I wonder how this works. Or I wonder if what I do can help people do better. You see, because I've been a consultant now, gosh, for probably 25 years. The first probably 12 to 13 years, I did it for a salary at a a corporation in Los Angeles. Now, I didn't know I was a consultant, but what I was doing was fixing problems Uh, in my department and then sometimes I would end up fixing problems, operational type problems, sales type problems in other departments. So technically, like I said, I've been a consultant for about 25, 26 years. But over the last 10 years, I've been a consultant in my own firm. And so I guess that was the motivation or the draw that got me focused on this money that's, that's changing hands a lot in this political uh, environment. So I guess the title of the podcast episode is to inform the public 
about the money that's being made in these political campaigns. Now, is any of it illegal? I don't think it's illegal. I'm talking. I'm not talking about super PAC or or a PAC. I mean, you know, they're doing their own thing, and and yes, perhaps there's some some things people need to look at in that arena. But I'm talking about the individual candidates and the smaller groups that are out here asking for campaign donation money. And so I just want to tell people what I have discovered. Okay, so this all started about two years ago, probably like 2018, uh, when, you know, people were talking about running for Congress in the 2018 uh, cycle. And in my area here in Northern California, and I must add in in Southern California, because I've spent uh, equal time working in both Los Angeles and then here in San Francisco and Sacramento, you know, I started to see the same candidates show up in, uh, you know, on the ballots. I started seeing the same candidates uh, advertise over a two-year period, a four-year period, a six-year period. And it was probably at the six-year period, like 2018, where I started noticing, oh, there's that guy again. He's running again. And I started seeing, oh, here's this woman. She's running again. And I said, my, I said to myself, why are, why are they still running? I mean, it's got to be like an economic loss for these people to continue running and losing. And I said, what about their day job? I mean, who would who would see themselves running for Congress and always losing? And so I thought maybe people had nine to five jobs and and they were doing well on their job, but they wanted to become, you know, work in Congress. So maybe they were doing it part time. And so that's what I thought up until about 2018. Then I find out that when people run, sometimes they get money, but you know, from from the from the uh, the federal government, but they also get money from these donors. And I didn't realize how much money that some of these people receive until I uh, heard about the Kim Klasik, uh situation. Now, Kim Klasik ran a very visible campaign. I can't say it was successful because she lost big time by forty eight percent. But Kim Klasik was always on Fox News. She was on different channels. She was on YouTube. She had a high number of followers on on Instagram and maybe Twitter. It, it may have been like a million followers. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe maybe less. But the, but the point was, she was always you know you know on the digital in the digital space. And, and she was on Fox News and they were talking about how fantastic the ad that she ran when she was walking through the streets of Baltimore. And I guess she was walking through a neighborhood where it was pretty, you know, uh, highly, um, you know, highly in poverty. Now, Bar- Baltimore has some nice neighborhoods, too, because I've been there several times. But I guess in the district where she was running, um this neighborhood was pretty, pretty run down. So Kim Klasik, uh, Kim Klasik's fame came from this, 
this uh, video and her uh, efforts to unseat Kwasi uh, Infume, and he was the congressperson in her area. So no big deal. I thought it was, you know, she was very visible. But then when I heard she lost, I was like, okay, that could have been because of the Democrat cheating. But, you know, I had some I had some thoughts and concerns about uh, the ad. And I actually called her and left a message. And the message that I left was, why don't you connect with small business owners in, in that area of, of Baltimore? Because all I was seeing was poverty, uh, you know, busted out buildings, just high, you know, poverty. And I said, well, the people who are most likely to uh, elect you will be the people who um, have employees and write pay- and sign paychecks and, 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 and offer people jobs. So that was just my thought. That was my recommendation. I had a a plan to help her with that. Uh, I'm not sure how effective it would have been two or three years ago uh, since we have improved that plan today in 2021. But I was just concerned about, man, you know, why not show some other people in that district that are doing pretty good? So I guess Candace Owens came out with a um, some type of uh, finding, some research she had on uh, the Kim Klasik situation, because based on what Candace says, Kim Klasik generated like $8 million in donations. And there's some distributions that went out. And, you know, so the distributions went out and uh, people were paid. And there's some some talk about some of the transactions. You have to listen to it yourself. I'm not going to go into that. That's not my concern about the transactions is the fact that that much money was raised and the person still lost because you have to think about the people who contributed to that campaign and they may have said well I, you know I'm hoping this person's going to win but they didn't so that was like the the thing that caught my attention the most then I started actually talking to people who are running and they began to give me the details now, the way my mind works, I have a I have a sponge type mind. When I hear about something, you know, it also triggers other things. I mean, not bad things, just, you know, I'm a consultant. So a consultant's mind works differently than someone who's not a consultant. And, you know, I have to talk to you about that offline someday. But in my mind, I said to myself, OK, if donors are donating you know, what is the role of the congressional candidate who is receiving this money? And that's when I found out that that some people run, they get money, they lose, they run again, they get money, they lose, they run again, they get money, and so on and so on. So I was wondering how much money is this? And I was able to talk to a guy who just looked on. Of course, anyone can look up how much money a candidate makes or, or, or generates through donations and how and where this money is spent in, in terms of a categorical type way. You, you might be able to see the name of the company 
or you might be able to see the, the breakdown of the expenses into classifications. So everyone can look at this at fec.gov. That's Fred Edward Cake. Gov, fec.gov. So I started looking and I saw some enormous amounts of, amounts of money that people were raising in terms of donations. And I said, aha, I think I see now. And I said, what I see is that some people are running for office just so that they can make this donation money. And what I was told by a few candidates is when they uh, generate these donations, some of this money you can keep. You can keep it for the next campaign. Uh, and then there's other things, but you'd have to research the other things yourself. And so what I heard just by talking to another candidate that uh, some candidates use this money um, after the campaign to start businesses to buy homes, uh, to buy cars. And I don't know if that is legal or illegal. And so what I'm hearing is that some of it is legal, but my bigger concern was if people are donating money and these candidates are not or hardly ever gonna win, what is the benefit to the donor? And that was one of the reasons why when I started Real People USA, I never thought that I would be talking to congressional candidates and state candidates in this deep type of level. Because now I'm talking to people, you know, all throughout the country, and now I'm starting to see what their platform is or if they don't have a platform. So my consultant mind is basically telling me that Real People USA might be able to do a better job at helping these candidates make it to the finish line. You see, because how I look at things, especially when it comes to marketing a product or service, and I hope those two words, marketing or in sales, uh, do not offend anyone because a congressional candidate uh, speaking with 50 people, 100 people, 10,000 people, is marketing a product or service. And that product or service is that congressional candidate, when they make it to the state level or if they make it to the to Washington, D.C., they are, in a sense, making a promise to deliver uh, some type of congressional relief to their district. So I hope no one is offended by those two words, uh, sales and marketing, products and services, so please, I hope you're not offended, but that is what is happening. So what I'm also seeing is, and I'm not sure it's because of the economic conditions, or maybe it's just, you know, in terms of um, uh, black folks doing it, in terms of running these consulting groups and, and bringing on these candidates, maybe it's something new to the black man or to the black woman. Because I'm sure, looking back, uh, other people or, or white folks were doing this all along. I just I recall listening to people like Carl Rove, uh, who was a consultant, maybe a, a, a owner of a super PAC or manage a super PAC, where they get donor money 
and they put up donor money to put candidates forward uh, to run for Congress and maybe the Senate. And I said to myself, okay, these donation monies are coming in and people like Karl Rove, they're not providing their services for free. So maybe, you know, there's money in it for the consulting group. And that's, and I think that's correct. There's money because when they're, when donations come in, I guess the consulting group uh, gets a cut and uh, the, the, the candidate, you know, not get, they don't get a cut, but they, the money is used to promote their campaign. So I said to myself, I said, wait a minute, you mean to say that if you, uh, you know, put together like a consulting firm, like Real People USA, you could have all these candidates, these people running for office. It could be 20, 30 people that you're bringing to, to the front to run for office and you're getting all this donation money. But what if none of your candidates, let's say if you are a consulting firm and none of your candidates ever win? So that means that this donor money is, you know, rising up to this consulting firm. But if the candidates never win, or maybe if, even if they do win, but let's just say that they don't win, this consulting firm is making a killing. So I'm just kind of like, I mean, my, my background is, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like a perfectionist when it comes to things. When I say perfectionist, I don't mean 100%. I mean, when you work with someone or if you meet with someone who wants your product or service, my natural instinct is to get that person across the finish line or else I'm not going to do it. So when I see people with these with these groups and they're saying, Joe, in Little Rock, you can do it or or, or Helen and Bayonne, New Jersey, you can do it. You can be a candidate. And, 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 and Joan or Maria in, in Bayonne, New Jersey, will say, well, I've never done this before. Don't worry about it. We'll help you. Just, you know, sign these forms and get ready to run for Congress or get ready to run for state. And there are some things done, some marketing events. You might even see the person on Fox News or Newsmax or a local TV channel. Or you might see them on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, and that candidate is saying, oh my gosh, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm working to run for Congress, or I'm working to run for a state office. And the person says, oh, my Instagram, I have 100,000 followers on Instagram. Folks, 100,000 followers on Instagram and let's say your district has 700,000 people. 100,000 people does not mean anything on these social media platforms. So now I'm getting into some of the, the areas that I uh, feel are hurting these candidates. Many of them are pushed on Instagram, pushed on Twitter, pushed on Facebook. And, uh, you know, the, the, the camera work is done. It's, it's excellent. It's high quality. And they're saying, you know, vote for me. They're, they're saying some other things, but, you know, vote for me and I'll set you free or, you know, uh, vote for me and I'll make sure, you know, we end homelessness or we end 
you know, uh, we, we end um, climate change. I mean, I don't think Republicans are talking about that, but, uh, you know, we will do things that we want that you want us to do. So often a lot of the candidates, they don't have a message. They don't have a platform where they do say they do say some things like, you know, I believe in, in, in veteran issues. Now, I'm a veteran. OK, I'm a military veteran and uh, and I have some concerns about veteran issues, but that's not the top issues that most people are concerned about. Then you have some candidates that say one of my issues is to clean up homelessness in Los Angeles. OK, yes, there is homelessness in Los Angeles, but that's not going to drive people per se to come to the polls and vote for you. So I'm start, so I'm seeing a lot of candidates take on singular issues as their top item. They want people to vote for them. And I'm just letting people know it doesn't work. Now, if you look at what Donald Trump did, Donald Trump did something amazing. And that's what Real People USA is basically doing. I'm not following uh, per se what Donald Trump did with the same issues, but I, but I know something from being uh, in, in sales and marketing and working, working at a Fortune 500 company. You have to have issues that appeal to the people who are voting for you. And what Donald Trump did, Donald Trump did not say, I'm going to select some issues and talk about issues that only impact Republicans. Donald Trump, with his Make America Great Again uh, theme, brought issues to the table that impacted all Americans. And he did that so cleverly. And he didn't do it as a sneaky way. He just said, you know, forget about Republican issues. Forget about Democrat issues. Let's talk about the top issues that impact Americans. And he was so successful at that in a sense where he may have had 20-30% of Democrats vote for him and a large majority of Republicans voting for him. Even the people who were, who everyone thought would not vote for Donald Trump, and that was pretty much your religious uh, people in the United States. And I'm one of them. You know, I am a, a, a religious person. I'm in church like, like 90% of the time uh, throughout the year. But that wasn't the, the main reason why I wanted to vote for Donald Trump. You know, I wanted to vote for Donald Trump or I voted for Donald Trump twice is because of what he identified uh, that could fix America. So the reason why I'm saying this is because there's all this money being donated to these these candidates. And I just feel that the candidates may not be getting the best out of their experiences of running for office. And, you know, and I can just you know, listen to a candidate. I can tell if they're getting uh, the right kind of help to be appealing to voters. And I would say I would say 85 percent of the candidates where, where I see their, their ad on Instagram or I see their ad on on TV or, you know, I hear about them on the radio. I listen to some radio and I'll hear a candidate come on. And, and they'll have some nice patriotic music in the background. 
and they'll say, Joe stands for this, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, the, the political ad ends. And I say to myself, I wouldn't vote for Joe for that, for what he talked about in his ad, because it did not hit on the top issues that people are concerned about. So the final thing I'll talk about is, you know, systems to win and systems not to lose during the campaign. So what what is a system to win? A system to win is mainly a messaging uh, component. That's what Donald Trump did marvelously. But then there is the system not to lose. Now that I can't tell you about that because that's a uh, proprietary system with Real People USA. But I'll just tell you that the Democrats cheated a lot, not just in 2020, but being here in California, I think the Democrats cheated for probably 20 years. And the reason why I feel that way is because in California, when the polls close at 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock, whichever time it is, about 10 minutes later, the local media, you know, the local cricket media would say, you know, Sally Sue won, you know, her district. Sally Sue won for president. You know, all these all these items won. And I'm like, how could they know that? And a lot of the if you look at some of the national news, they'll say they will take these exit polls. Now, I'm telling you. Maybe that was it. Maybe that was the start of these uh, these these states, you know, claiming that people won about 15 or 20 minutes after the poll shut down. They would say we took an exit poll of 100 people and, uh, you know, 65 percent of the people that we polled said, you know, Jack in the Box won. So they'll say, you know, Fox News has We've come out and we're going to say that Jack Boxer won. And I would always say, how did they know that? From the exit polls. So I'm just telling listeners, if you're a candidate, you know, if you need some help, please look us up. Real People USA, rpusa.org, telephone number uh, 786-697-3800. And uh, let's do a podcast episode to begin with. Let's see how your campaign looks before you might work with Real People USA. Because there's a system to win and there's also a system that Real People USA has not to lose. And I'm just saying, I mean, I understand people have the right to make money and donors who are contributing to these uh, these groups and to these these uh, candidates, they also have rights, and they also have the desire that their candidate has a chance to win. And if I was a donor, and someone came up to me and said, "Hey, would you donate to my campaign?" I would say, "What is your strategy to win, and what is your strategy not to lose?" And based on what the what that candidate said. I would decide I would decide to donate or not donate. Now I know we don't want the Democrats in office and we need to get as many as many out of office as we can. So that's why I'm putting the message out. 
if you think if you are a political candidate and you think your messaging is weak or if you do not have a plan not to lose, let us know. Let's talk about it. Let's do a podcast episode and hear what you are about. Let's promote that podcast episode. Let's, in other words, Real People USA, we do have a plan to grow your voter database and put you in position to win and not to lose. My name is Rick Napier, the founder of Real People USA. 